Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash Nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! Where have you gone, my Rosalia? Man, this that is a one? 90s night. Yeah. It's a 90s night. That one, huh? 
Rosalia. Yeah. Off that album. That's the one you would choose. Better than Ezra. Deluxe. I was a fucking huge fan of that. That's the one you, that's the song you would choose? Well, look, obviously you could go with the fucking Uh surefire hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You could go with that one, but that's an obvious choice. Do you think that the audience is like, oh, I cannot wait to hear their beautiful voices? I do think that. I do think do that. Do you? Yep. And I think, I, I think here's what I'm going to equate it to. The Country Music Awards were on tonight. We were watching, we were watching those. And this is, this is my point. Uh, when a familiar, friendly voice comes on and sings mm-hmm. a tune, mm-hmm. you perk right up and you're like, oh, fuck. Who is that? Yeah. You want, yeah. you want to tell the audience who opened up the CMAs tonight? Oh. Herb? Uh, Hootie and the, oh. the Blowfish. Shahoot. I want you to hold my hand. Hold my hand. I'll take you to the promised hold land. my hand. I want to love you. The best there. The best there. I was shocked. And then like I every, mean... everybody in country music came out and... and uh, rallied around the family like a pocket full of shells and fucking you sang guys. with them. And it was like, holy shit. Even fucking Keith Urban. Ugh, <laughs> the most country. I mean, talk about true, pure country. We're talking about Keith Urban. He's born in the south of, where is he from? Eh, he's not gay, he's Australian. Um, <laughs> Where's he from? Then? Born in the south of, of Australia. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The okay. southern tip. So he's from the south, southern yeah. tip of. Australia. Southern tip of Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing, he's super straight. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing. No, nope, he just has a, a loving American marriage pie to Nicole Kidman. Fried chicken. Yep. Gravy. Um, they live in Nashville and they have zero children. Yep. And, um, you know. And it's lots just of hot, super steamy, straight sex. sex. It's yeah. weird that he calls it yeah. straight sex. Yeah. Right? He's what? like, I have lots of straight sex. That's what real men call it. He says, oi. Real men call it, yeah. Oi. He says, oi. Yeah. I have a lot of straight sex with yeah. my gorgeous yeah. Yeah. wife. He says that a lot. He says a lot. Straight sex. Straight sex. So, straight sex. So, so straight guys say... I'm having straight sex with my wife. Every time. Oh, okay. And I'm going to put it in right in the vagina. Yeah, I was at this uh, barbecue joint for lunch today, and there was a a bunch of dudes sitting around. And, uh, you know, in North Carolina, this one guy goes, hey, man, man, I had some of this fucking (laughs) straightest sex last night I've ever had in my entire life. The other guy's like, man, I bet. I bet yeah, I bet you yeah. I bet you put it in her vagina. Mm-hmm. And um that's that look, that's how real guys talk. It's just man, that straight sex is great. That's straight sex. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So that look, that's the type hot. of of hot, steamy sex that Keith Urban has. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah. Who's always been hot, by the way. Like I don't understand. She went from one gay man to another. What was the other gay man? I don't know. Tom Cruise. Um. <laughs> I would uh, I would urge you to bite your tongue. Uh, look, hold I, it. I love bite t- it. I love Tommy Ballgame. I, I think I think he, he is, is. He is not gay. I think Tom Cruise is the biggest movie star of all time. And when I say movie star, that is different than actor. Um, I I think he. Has been the biggest movie star ever. In the classic sense, when people used to be like fun movie movies, stars, fun movies, action, 
you know, he does his own stunts and all of that shit. Like he, he is, he's probably, in my opinion, the biggest movie star of all time who has just kept it going for fuck man, damn near 40 years at this point. Yeah. Um, is, is, is he the best actor of all time? No, that's DDL. But yes, I, I, I am saying that, uh, that, that the rumor has always been with I Tom. won't hear it. No, you won't. I won't hear it. He no, is a hero. He's I, a saint. I love him. I, I look, love him. I met, I, like, we've had this conversation. Mr. Cruz. I've met, I've met him twice. I know. And I would let him put it in. Like, I get his whole shit. I get all of it. And it's, when you fucking meet him, you were the only person on the face of the earth, and he makes you feel more special than your own fucking parents, and it is a magical experience. Right. So I get it. I, I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care if he's gay. I don't care he's if anybody's not, though. gay. So yeah, well, he's not. So uh, it's I don't you don't even it's like he has lots of straight sex. I, he I, says I, look, it himself. I don't know. Um, but all since, the time. Since we're on this subject, um, and we talked about this a few shows back, mm. everybody, a lot of people writing in today about the Charlie Sheen thing. Sure. And they were like, hey, man, how did you know about the fucking gay videos and all that shit? And was like, man, I fucking told you. Well, you said on this show. So I don't. Did they ask you how you knew? Because you said you heard it from the vivid. I I think some people don't necessarily believe it or or like the Tom Cruise thing. They just can't wrap their minds around it. Well, it's like, no way. No way. Um, I'm sorry. That one's not true. Come on, Jesse. Come on. What are you talking about? <laughs> Honestly, what are you talking about? Who who is he? Who was he? I'm not going to get into Tom Cruise because I like I like him and I don't want to share the stories that I've heard. Um oh, because you're... they're extremely graphic. Let's stick to the facts, okay? Let's stick to the facts that you know. Right. I don't that, want you like I don't going know. off on a little rumor. I don't know. No, I'm not and I'm that's why I'm not going to say it because it is. I, I don't have any proof of that yeah, i don't know so anybody so i don't look, know anybody who's been intimate with tom cruise so i'm gonna i'm gonna give this one a, i'm gonna let it go i don't fucking know so okay so why even say it he's not gay because the speculation is <laughs> my been, god uh, my tom my sweet tom no for he's years not and years gay. and years he's not gay you, i mean this is you crazy wa- you watch the the, no, the fucking leah crazy. remedy thing right yeah yeah i mean that look the science scientology the church of scientology has been coming up covering up uh, you know, homosexuality for years there. All right, we're going to have to... You know, to the other it. one I mentioned was was Travolta. He's he's in that fucking group. Oh, that's right. But he is actually gay. You don't know that? You don't You don't know that? Look, listen to the way he talks. Have you ever seen him Look butt fuck another man in person? There, I've heard... <laughs> there I've you go. Heard yeah. He there propositions male masseuses. Masseuses. Yeah, yeah he does. Masseuses? Uh, Masai. Um, I've heard that, you know, at like Four Seasons or whatever shit like that. But, you know, again, I don't know anyone. Never understood that, by the way. Uh, Kevin Costner got popped at a Four Seasons. And I just, you don't get jacked off at a Four Seasons. Like, you know it's like in the fucking ghetto yes. with the like Christmas lights in the window. You know that's the fucking sign. It's got to be some form of, of Asian. Don't be an idiot. But American writing. So it's like, hey, like you don't go into a Four Seasons and demand a fucking flip over. 
Like you just don't do it because they're it's a classy environment. Like it's corporate, dude. Yeah, it's corporate. They're not gonna jack you off inside of Four Seasons. So mm-hmm. like, just get that through your heads, man. Yeah, like you've got to take a cab somewhere. Sure, it's gonna be seedy. You're gonna mm-hmm. feel awful about it. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what that's what that world is. Yeah, you don't get jacked off inside of a Four Seasons. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not gonna be like gorgeous. There's not gonna be amazing candles and like clean linens. No. No, you know, it's, it's not going to be that way. It's going to be Charlie Sheen's house. And uh, and again, going back to this. So this this story fucking bombed bombshell today that he raped Corey Haim on the set of Lucas, mm-hmm. which I love the movie Lucas. And you now did. I look at this as like it's that movie's it's sullied for me. It's dirty. It's a dirty, tainted movie now, <sighs> you know? Yep. Because now when I think of Lucas out there on the football field, I wonder like, oh, did he? Did they shoot that scene right after he got raped? Like, now I'm going to think that forever when I see the movie Lucas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I found fascinating was the fact that the divorce papers from Denise Richards mm-hmm. came out as well. And she states in there right up to the edge of like, I don't want my kids around him. The pornography he's watching the boys look underage. So I, she brought him knows. to this place to talk to him about it. It was like they went on vacation or something in the papers. It says they went on vacation to right. talk about this specific thing. This specific issue. What didn't, what ended up happening was he just started online betting, wouldn't leave the room, just got like, wouldn't talk and was just like literally just playing poker their whole vacation and wouldn't even talk to her or leave the room. Wow. Weird. Um, so the conversation never happened, <clears throat> which already would be a kind of scary thing because you're, I mean, you're confronting a, like a pedophile. Yeah. Uh, so you don't know even what you're dealing with. And it's Charlie Sheen. He's and fucking nuts Char- anyways. Oh, nuts. Oh, and then in the divorce papers, she asked if he had had an AIDS test and he said, fuck off. Like, yes, I've had a test. Fuck off. I don't have to show you or tell you about it. Sure. And, Sheen. uh. What a, what a darling Ooh, man. Boy. And that, I mean, so look, knowing what I know about the other shits with this, does it, did, did this story surprise me today? No, it didn't. Like, I think you shockingly. even named his name. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In I, one of the shows. I did. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the thing with Corey Haim, which was interesting, is that he was 19, Haim was 13. So the age difference was Sheen was 19? Sheen, Sheen okay. was 19. Gotcha. Haim was 13. They were on the movie together. Okay. They engaged in anal sex, smoked weed, fucking whatever. And when Cor- and then he got like super standoffish and cold to him afterwards. Haim and or Sheen? Sheen. And when Haim wanted to mess around again, mm-hmm. Sheen was like cold to him and like wouldn't even, was just like, see ya. So the age difference was significant, but it but- definitely puts in place sheen's deal right at an early age sure yeah absolutely So it was rape he was 13 but it was two younger gotcha boys that were sure possibly gay maybe homo just dealing with their own sexuality then the fucking vivid thing makes sense later because i didn't that's what i didn't understand about the vivid thing where you know they were getting all the videos about him sucking another dude's dick for crack and all that other shit was i didn't understand why this late in life like I thought it was something else. So I had a, I had a conversation with a friend of mine over this and I, I said that 
you know, it was, it was my buddy was there, and he was just like, "What? Why? What do you, what do you think about the Charlie Sheen thing? There's no way. There's no way." And I was like, "Eh." The way I can see it is if you're so rich and you've done the most fucked up shit you can possibly do. You then can't get any higher. Yeah, yeah, then you're just looking for other shit. And that was kind of my reasoning at the time. Now hearing this story today, all right, if it started from a young age, then this that makes total was, sense. That he was, it sounds like he was grappling with it yeah. his whole life, which is where like really horrible drug addiction sometimes stems from uh, a lot of, a lot of people yeah so but also like he may have been molested when he was younger he was in the fucking world with like absentee dad and stuff like that so who knows that may have imprinted on him younger which is why he's looking at younger boys so there's like all these weird psychological things but he's an amazingly horrible dude yeah but i think it stems from a life of having to cover up everything forever yeah and i mean fuck from her standpoint what i've always heard about the ex-wives her and the other one the brooke uh, one or before that uh brooke and denise okay denise richards uh that brooke mueller and then Mm -hmm. uh denise richards was financially charlie sheen had so he made so much money that if they didn't cater to him they would get nothing from these divorces and all of this shit so you know, if she knew that back then and she didn't fucking say anything mm-hmm. and was holding out for mm-hmm. just because she wanted to get money that's from this an divorce. That's interesting thing as well. Ugh, that's also, even, tr- I'm not. She has kids. Like, what the fuck, bro? I'm not going to discount the fact that Sheen is a scary motherfucker. Like, I, that's someone I would not want to be. Him and OJ. Like, I would yeah. not want to be in a room alone or with other people, actually. To Let's be clear. Right. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a scary, unpredictable motherfucker. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's he's a fucking. Weird I'm not gonna guy. totally like get down on her for that, but also like you have kids, so he's a weird guy. Up. My, I, you know, I told you my friend repped him for that tour uh, during oh during that whole Tiger Blood shit and and all of that stuff. And I I wrote a whoever bunch of, was repping him during that time too is a motherfucker. Whoever your friend they, is, they didn't know. What do you mean they didn't know? They booked him for the shows and then... Uh, but this was after his breakdown. So if he if people weren't dur- trying to get him help... Dur- during the breakdown. So anyways, he gets a call. I'll, t- I'll tell you how this all shook out. That whole Tiger Blood shit and all of it. He gets a call. It was right out. So he got fired from Two and a Half Men, right? Yeah. And... He's like, fuck you. I'm, I'm going to, I'll go on the road and make my own shows and do this one man thing. So, you know, the, the agency does that. They do the, the booking tours for stand up. And I mean, I guess that's what you're classifying that as, or like a one man show, mm-hmm. essentially. And my, no, my buddy's job was every city he was in doing the stand up show, he would book him for a nightclub afterwards. And so Sheen would have to go show up for two hours at a nightclub and then get paid 100 grand a piece. Just for an appearance fee, and you shuttle him in into the club, out of the club, collect the money, and go, and that that's what it is. So, like uh, w- when I asked him about this as this was going on, um, I, I, he goes, "Man, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't seen him the first four or five nights." And I was like, "What do, what do you mean you haven't seen him?" And he goes, "I can confirm that he made it to the club in and out." And he goes, "That he was there, and I could see him from a distance." But he goes. The security he had at that time was so fucking crazy. He goes, I, I couldn't really get near him. And he goes, uh, he was so paranoid about the paparazzi and everything that was going going like down at that time with the tiger blood shit that he was uh, ordering four uh, blacked out Lincoln navigators 
And then he would choose which one he got in and out of every night. Mm -hmm. So that way you couldn't follow him. Um, And so I was like, when did you finally get to meet him? And he goes, probably about the fifth or sixth city. He goes, it was so chaos. And there were so many fans and screaming and fucking you know, reporters and nuts. And he goes, we, you come out, you see all the four Lincoln navigators, they shove you in one and you're just kind of like, Oh, what the fuck? Where am I going? I don't have any friends, but, but I know I'm going to the hotel. Well, the fifth or sixth night he got shoved in, into the car and he, he was in with Char- Charlie Sheen. And so oh. he was like, Hey man, it's, it's me. I'm so-and-so and I'm, I'm the one who's repping your thing. He was like, Oh, 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 awesome, man. This is great. This is crazy. Isn't it? Chaos. Ah, nuts. And it was just like, my buddy was like me. Yeah. And he goes, uh, w- w- you know, what, where are we going? What are we doing? Like, are you staying at the same hotel I'm staying at? And he's just like, ah, don't worry about it. You're with me. We can go anywhere we want. We can go anywhere we want. So he's like, all right, so where are we going? He's like, uh, strip club. Let's go to a strip club. Let's go to a strip club. Mm-hmm. So they would go to a strip club and do other shit. And this went on for like, 20 cities but he said he only saw him like one other time again if if you unless you got shoved into his world the security and all that shit was so tight Mm -hmm. that uh he didn't physically see him but he communicated through emails and texts and all that shit and like missed appearances and people were just going bug fuck at that time Mm. um because that was like the height of like you know twitter and twitter just got it started and he had a huge account and i mean it was that was a fucking wild time looking back on it now you know what happened where uh what happened was he found out he had aids right right before that started flipping out uh the doctor said he needed to get clean um you know be healthy and all that other shit and that's when he went on that crazy diet and then started doing steroids so most of that shit my buddy said was like roid rage at the time oh so like like that crazy like manic out of control was just, mixed with like the cocktail. Yes, for AIDS, exactly. Right? It was like steroids and this other shit, but it was like, man, it was an aggressive, you know, oh, he's such an, he's just such a child. The whole thing is, is, like, figure is, your fucking shit is out. fucked up. Like you haven't heard fucking shit out of Emilio, mm. you know? No, that's his fucking brother. Emilio Estevez. They haven't heard anything about it out of him. I know. Um, but yeah, that's that story today. Like, and we'll 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 get into. There was a few more that that came out today. And it's like, is this a part of our everyday thing now? Because it feels like it it is going to be for a long time, and there's no reprieve in sight from from these accusations on shit. Um, every day I feel like I'm reading about one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy from Gossip Girl, you know, Chuck Chuck Bass. <sighs> Fuck man. Uh, but we'll get to that. We got some sponsors who pay for this whole fucking shindig to be on the air. Uh, first and foremost, we're talking about straightrazors.com. They've been with us since day one. Finest. Loveliest. Shaving kit in the biz. Can I get a two-time Ric Flair? Woo, woo. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Talk about that. Oh, you know we're talking about that tonight. Oh, you no. Know. Um, straightrazors.com has got the finest. Uh, shaving products in the business. They've got the number one ranked aftershave, number one ranked cologne, and their straight razors literally take a day and a half off of your shave. If you're nervous about trying a straight razor, they got some safety ones to get you going, but these razors are fucking legit. If you're looking for a nice Christmas gift for for a brother, uh, a father, or maybe a long-lost Sister? lover. What? Uh, maybe, I... if she's pregnant. Get that pregnant bush shave. Um, 
<laughs> yes. They've also got uh, mustache wax, beard oil, beard shampoo, and beard conditioner. Go to straightrazors.com. Use the promo code uh, REVOLUTION for 20% off. Um, again, straightrazors.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Uh, next up, we got strikeforceenergy.com. Shablonkers. Uh, Strikeforce Energy is in... Uh, by the way, this is huge news today for Strikeforce Energy. They just got picked up in 108 more 7-Elevens today. Fuck, that's huge. I know. Talked to Sean Madsen earlier before we went on the air, and uh, they are all the way from Virginia Beach, now down to Outer Banks, uh, North Carolina. Shit. Yeah, so they're they're right at the register um, along the coast, on the East Coast, Um you can just go, you can go walk, walk up right to the register, and I think they're offering a deal with, like, water. So, like, you know, you buy a bottle of water and you get a fucking strike force. Um, That's cool. they, Yeah, they're pairing, they're pairing it up. Um, and uh, when you see it in the store, you're going to flip out. You're going to be like, oh, what the fuck, Ross? This is what you're talking about? It's amazing. Um, or you can just order it online. Go to strikeforceenergy.com. It's a tasty, tiny little tin pouch full of energy. Just rip it open, squeeze it into any liquid available. Talking about waters, beers, uh, liqueurs, Kool-Aids, you name it. Um, and it goes in everything. They got four flavors. Original, lemon, orange, and make America grape again. Uh, they've also got a 750 milliliter bottle that sits on your countertop or your bar top. And you can just boom, boom, Set pop a couple squirts in. Yeah. And then be on your way. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Try a 10-pack if, if you're curious about it. Um, it's only $9.95. And uh, they ship everywhere in the entire world. They got a subscription of the Month Club, which we have. And uh, we're big fans of StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. I heard that it uh, counteracts the tryptophan in Turkey. So if you guys want to cancel that out, just take a little Strikeforce before uh, the big day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, last but not least, James, <laughs> you know I've been waiting for you to do this noise all day long. I'm talking about a night she cries while he rides his steed, the first ever romance novel for dudes, Jables. <laughs> oh, that was probably your best one ever. Oh my gosh, thanks. Yeah, and you just you started laughing after it because you, I think you realized it. Did you realize it? Um, yeah, it came from a really a different place. Guttural. It came from a different place. Man, it came from a straight came, sex place. Yeah, came from my Maloins. Maloins. Speaking of loins, Maloins. Um, <laughs> there is nothing but loins in a night she cries while he rides a steed. Is it the craziest book ever written? You're goddamn right it is. Does it have... Nothing but no. Nothing but no. <laughs> does it have a five-star rating on Amazon? Fucking A right it does. Does it have the top 10 highest rating on audible.com? Fuck you, it does. Um, Swish. Funniest book ever written <laughs> by the genius Ross Master Antonio Patterson. Are you just giving basketball analogies tonight? Nothing but no. Yeah. Go to Amazon, buy the shit, or you can go to any anywhere. Truthfully, you can go to fucking Barnes and Noble, Walmart.com, the whole shit. Uh, grab the book and uh, put it in a stocking for a loved one. Nothing but net. <laughs> Swish. I uh, want to get into the Ric Flair doc last night. You're probably wondering why I didn't lead with it. Well, I was a, I was a tad disappointed in it. Mm. And um, ah, man, I, I, I'd waited for this for a very long time. Are we being nitpicky? I'm going to be nitpicky, and I'll tell you why. Okay. He is one of the greatest, if not the greatest figures in wrestling history. 
personality one. wise, he's got the biggest personality next to like Ali, I would say. Arguably in sports, mm-hmm. like history. Um, all of his phrases, I mean, shit, they still say him today, man. Every college kid says these today. Like, it's fucking Ric Flair, man. And when I watch this, and I don't want to say it's because I'm a, a director, because I don't, I don't want to shit on everybody's, like, I don't, I don't do that. I don't shit on people's directing because it's fucking hard and you make a choice. However, I just think they made the wrong fucking choice in this. And I'll tell you why. Because the director inserted himself into the documentary, which I did not like. A lot. A lot. It slowed it down. A lot. And a lot. I, I also, they, they used so many shots of him from behind and him talking to Ric mm-hmm. Flair. It was like, bro, this isn't what a documentary is. I'm not supposed to hear you, know what you look like, or any of this shit. And it seemed to me, and we, we had this discussion last night after we watched it, like it seemed to me like he wanted to be Ric Flair. Yeah. And I mean, he wanted a little bit of recognition for this one because you said he did the Leitner. He did the Christian Leitner one. Which and, was amazing. Which was great, but he wasn't in that. I didn't see him one time. Didn't it was see him so one time. good. Didn't it, hear his voice. No. Loved it. Wasn't wasn't in it um none of it like it, it almost seemed like he wanted to be neve from fucking catfish for some reason and i went online to look up this director and they had some like behind the scenes footage of like he, like he posted it was like uh oh, this didn't make it and it was like a shot of him shirtless and he's jacked by the way the director and it was like but rick so... flair was like hitting him in the chest and i was like was that a bit you were gonna even fucking think about putting in this goddamn movie like Get the fuck out of here with don't this shit. don't like it. It didn't have a 30 for 30 feel to me. Like, it no. didn't have that, like, dramatic... You didn't have your narrator. Um, usually, the, the 30 for 30 is like, shit. You remember the Boston LA one? It was fucking, you know, Wahlberg They're and Ice amazing, Cube. They're amazing, by the way. Yeah, and they always choose great narrators that go with the city or the theme or the culture or... Great shots. Whatever like it is, spanning like... Spanning city shots, at least, or, like, just these dramatic, yeah. like, great... Like you should have, you you should have had somebody that fits up with the genre and the thing. Like as a narrator, like, like I, I I thought like Blake Shelton to me would have been a fascinating narrator for something like that. I wanted to hear a Southern drawl. Okay. okay. I mean, Ric Flair's Ric Flair's a. I thought it was gonna be like Cena or like someone in the game. No, no. (laughs) I I think it should have been because they usually pair up like a musician or somebody like that oh, okay. like i said ice cube did the the la lakers one with yeah. uh Wahlberg, um donnie you know from from nkotb obviously not mock not sick mock um and they've they've done that before in the past but it's like give me a recognizable southern voice like give me a mcconaughey give mm. me give me the south because that, that was rick flair like that was sure. I needed something like that. But he wasn't Southern. He was from, he was Midwest. He was, but like when he wrestled in the NWA and all that shit, like it was all in the South. Like he lives in like, he splits time between Atlanta and Charlotte. Like all of that shit back in the day was all in the South. So like he was always wrestling in the South. Like, yeah, it needed something. It needed needed something something along those lines. I, I just, it was slow moving guys. And you know, like, I saw a couple comments that were like, yeah, it was awesome. But no one was like, yes. And here's the thing is like his story and his life is so fascinating. Had it been shot correctly. Oh, I was ready to be blown away. Same here. And it was like, 
I don't know, man. It did. It was almost like they didn't put the money in, or the like. The mm-hmm. editing was off. Seems something. Cheap. Yeah, because there was the the other thing that I hate as a director is animated stories that go over the stories back and forth. Like that is the the cheapest way to tell a Move story forward, and yeah. yeah, show to me for for a documentary and a thirty for thirty in particular. They never do that shit. Mm-mm. They usually put the real pictures or go back and find the places that they were talking about and shoot it with, you know, footage to accompany the stories and all that stuff. And the, they didn't do that either. And I was like, man, what the, I don't know, it was puzzling. But, you know, look, Ric Flair brought the fucking thunder. He was awesome. He was. Uh, um, funny. His Yeah, funny, affable. His stories were awesome. His life was fucking Very awesome. Very honest. Yeah. And like... Uh, it was good because of Ric Flair, but it was not good because of the director. So, you know, I, I I I I got through it and it was it was fine. Um, but it was it's like, man, Ric Flair deserved better than that. You should have brought the fucking thunder and brought in a you know a sweet dope ass director. Um, you know, I, fuck, I don't. It's just it fell flat to me a little bit and it sucks, man. Cause I'd waited for that forever. Mm-hmm. And Ric Flair is a fucking God to me. And look, some of the shit was awesome. Like that. I didn't know about him always pulling out his dick on, on airplanes and like every, yeah. everywhere. They were like, man, no one pulled their dick out more than Ric Flair. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was great. Like, yeah, I mean, it was, there was so many great stories. You had so much to work with. Like, fuck man. So, that's my one complaint on it was the the directing and the narration of it like mm-hmm. there was no, no narrator no narration no narrator it was just the director asking questions where you're like hey bro that's fucking sports center that's a sports center interview that is not a fucking 30 for 30 interview yeah get your shit together mm-hmm. um, a lot of people ask me if i watch uh, if i watched it in the autographed robe you got me for our anniversary sure. yes it did absolutely yes, it did you were ready Woo! yeah oh that was piercing. You want to get a woo two time? Give me a two time woo. Give me a two time woo. Two time woo. Two. Yep. Yeah. Need it from you. Woo. Oh, woo. Oh. Oh. There we go. Oh no. Woo. Woo. There it is. There it is. I don't do the woo. You so should. I don't know why you were asking me. Well, to. you're, you're, you're the woman a of a thousand it, voices. It's not a thing I do. Yeah, you're a woman of a thousand voices. Uh, you know, master and I'm good at all of them. Yeah. So I, yeah, I figured you could give me a simple woo woo. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I look, we got through it. His story was awesome. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things you can't go back and do. I still hope I get to play him in a fucking biopic. Do you think that they're going to, is there more of a chance of them to make it now or less? Like, did that 30 for 30 need to be amazing for them to want to make the biopic? No, look, you write a good script. um, Like, they're going to do it, right? Or No, that's not even a thing. No, they're not. They're that like a, a movie has not been shopped. Nothing. So I want to make that clear. Like by me saying, "Are you in the? Or is it in the works?" It is not in the by works. By you, okay. Well, I, I would like to, but that is such a monumental task. Somebody else asked me that too, where it was just like, "Hey, you always talk about this on your show." It was like, "Yes, it is not in the. It's not an existing project. It's not in the works. There's no script. There's no nothing." If I was going to tackle something like that, mm-hmm. I would not do it independently on my own. Where those biopics trying to break down somebody's life into to a 90 to to 120 minutes feature film mm-hmm. requires so much work and uh research that boy to to do it 
I mean, it would it would take a while. It would take a long time to get that perfected, and um, that's why it takes that's why it takes biopics a long time to get made. Mm-hmm. Look, that Janis Joplin one is is probably the most infamous in Hollywood, where they've had this they've had this fucking script for Janis Joplin since the '90s. I mean, that has just been man. We want to make a Janis biopic. Here's who's been attached over the years: Amy Adams, Pink, fucking mm-hmm. Kate Hudson. I mean, it, it's. And they keep hitting stumbling blocks. Then there was a competing one where like the family had said, no, we want to, we like, we'll only sign off on half of the songs. Uh, Cause the other half are owned by somebody else. Like their covers. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I knew, I think Gwyneth Paltrow would do a good. Oh Christ. Don't you think? Oh boy. Oh <laughs> boy. Joking. Goopy jeans. <laughs> just um, joking. She no, I know. I know. Try. But, uh, it, they're they're really hard to get right, and and the latest one is uh, the Freddie Mercury one that, that's coming out mm. next year. Uh, that script was around for oh, dang, it's gone through like three Freddie Mercury's by now too. Yeah, they finally got one, and they they're done shooting by the mm-hmm. way. So it's uh, Mr. Robot is playing Freddie Mercury. Malik or yeah, um, and the fucked up thing was is they had the dream, they had the dream of. Sasha Baron Cohen was going to be Freddie Mercury. I was so excited about and that. And he worked on the script for three years. Mm-hmm. So like this script took three years to, to make. And here's, here's what the real story is about it, by the way. For, so when this comes out next year and you see it, you're going to be like, oh man, fuck. Now that I know it was supposed to be Sasha Baron Cohen, how did this get fucked up? Here's how that project got fucked up in the end was they were getting, they were getting ready to shoot. I mean, they were four or five months away. Sasha Baron Cohen was rehearsing forever the band queen got a hold of the script beforehand and they had to sign off on it Mm. uh, because he had kept it private for a long time and they realized that this script was was about freddie mercury and it not about the band and the band was like no we were the band of queen we were more than freddie mercury they also weren't happy with the way that how graphic the gay scenes were the gay love scenes Mm -hmm. and aids and drugs and all of that shit and uh so they got in a fight with sasha baron cohen and sasha baron cohen said look i'm not gonna fucking make a goddamn pg-13 movie out of this like uh, for freddie mercury, for freddie mercury no, goes, thank you, you. Can go fuck yourself yeah and they were stunned and they were like great we'll fucking get somebody else so they got a rewrite of this script um with the band the band came in and put more of them in it and it's gonna be it's going to be fine. It's going to be a middle of the road fucking thing and Mr. Robots in it. So it's like, you know, whatever, but it could have been, could have been great. Yeah. Uh, NWA scripts was another one. That one was out there for shit, man. I want to say 50, close to 15 years, something like that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's those, those biopics are tough. You, you would have to pay me a decent amount of money to even start it only because I know you're years away from shooting. So like, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to put that much time out of your life, that it's going to be your job essentially every day, man. I mean, it's, it's fucking, it's really hard. Um, fuck even Ray, Ray, man, they had to sign off on that and he wanted to see the fucking movie and he can't see. So it was just going to boom. Yeah. Yeah. They, he can't see. So they, they, they went in and played it for him and he just listened to it and was like, oh, this is awesome. And he fucking died like, you know, a couple months later. But um, yeah, everybody wants approval. And then you don't know who owns, you know, 
these these life rights and movie rights and all of this shit like it's tough i mean obviously rick flair is a different story because he's still alive but negotiating with the wwf nwa mm. and wwe would be a fucking Doesn't mess it seem like rick flair though would be like yeah like i did that he seemed like in the documentary he was not not he was ashamed but he was definitely not denying i don't think he was ashamed like, no, no 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 yeah i, I and that was another thing. But I mean, he wasn't like shying away from anything or no. he would tell it and laugh. And so, I, again, I think that that biopic would probably be an easy sign. I mean, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, I already said all of it. And like that, that was my yeah, life. Yeah. That's I, what I did. 100%. Yeah. I, I, like, I think the he... shitty thing would be is if he died, his family would be the one that wouldn't want it to come like. No, I, I think they're cool with it. She the daughter is look, she's champion right now. So I think she knows that world mm. well enough where it's like, all right, cool. I don't, and especially after this 30 for 30 dropping, there's not really any hiding. I mean, fuck, last night he was like, look, you know, they asked him point blank if you, how many women have you slept with? And he was like, 10. It's got to be over 10,000. And, um, you know, they even left in a, they left in a really weird line where it was like, yeah, you know, I masturbated twice a day and like that wasn't good enough, um, you know. I was like, eh. uh-huh. like a sex addiction type of alluding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Not, yeah. He wasn't alluding to. It. He was da- he was saying it outright. Oh, okay, like, okay. hey, I'm I'm fucking addicted to sex, and I love it. Like he was like, I love being Ric Flair. Um, and that was the that look. That's what I love about Ric Flair was he was like, look, I didn't. I, he he came out at the end and said, look, I know I'm not a good husband. I know I wasn't a good father. Right. Um, and they, they were like, well, what do you want to be remembered as? And he was like, I want to be known as the greatest wrestler of all time mm-hmm. and the greatest entertainer, one of the greatest entertainers of all time, but definitely the best wrestler of all time. And um, that's that's it. I mean, he was like, I love being Ric Flair. It is fucking awesome. And I was like, shit. Yes, it it is. It is being awesome being Ric Flair. You know, look, he doesn't get married or whatever. Then fuck, man, he's, he's Ric Flair, right. you know? But he did a couple times and he had kids. I know. So. You know the beauty of it too? Here's the beautiful thing on Instagram. After there was a screening last night in, uh, it looked like Charlotte, North Carolina. I think he's, I think he's living in Charlotte now. Charlotte or Atlanta. Um, it, they were outside the movie theater and he was with his ex, his first ex-wife. The one that was in the Yeah, movie. the one that was in the dock and then his Ugh. current fiance. And he just he put up a post on Twitter that just said, first and last and he was in the middle of them oh, and it was God. like whoa that's that's rick flair like that's fucking rick flair and it was hilarious and like they were in on the joke and like the, the girls were laughing and that's fucking rick flair wow and then today they had like a thing of like have you seen rick flair and charlotte hanging out and what was your story about him mm-hmm. i don't know why but uh so like dude there was hundreds of stories of like rick flair and charlotte just like Hanging out, doing shit, like talking to people, drinking with people. Um, oh, yeah. And, and they that, said, that's the beauty is that you would see him out because he loves doing it. It's yeah, not like he's yeah. like, he loves being I can't, I'm out of the limelight, uh, guys, I'm over it. It's like, no, he wants you to recognize him. He wants you to come up to him. Yeah. And so every waiter in the city said that he always tipped 40%. Mm, good. Talked to everybody, signed nice. and everything, posed with everything like. You, he's right. that dude. He's Ric Flair, man. And uh, fuck. Fuck, it's awesome. Look, he, there was a story where he ordered uh, 127 kamikazes for the entire bar. 
in this dive bar they were in, and the guy was like, "Man, there was only ten of us in there." Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, and he ha- he personally handed them out to strangers to the people in the bar. He was like, "Dude, we're, I want everybody to fucking party with me tonight. We're f- we're not going home until we finish all 127 of these that. shots." I have to respect I mean, I, I have know. to respect a true party animal. You remember that one night we were in a screening in Columbus, Ohio, and our good buddy Richard. Oh yes, uh, Richard fucking bought. Uh, what was it? Ninety shots for the death of Harambe for the whole bar. For the whole bar, and you know, fuck, man, there was <sighs> two, three going around, and uh, I mean, we raged in that place, absolutely raged. Oh yeah, he was he was the hero of the evening. He was great, and if you can live your life like that all the time, like <sighs> it's a fucking blast. I get it. I get. I get why he wanted to be Ric Flair. Yeah. Get it. I mean, Richard's a Columbus uh, legend. Hero, legend, hero, you know? Legend. He just, best, he has it like that. Best tailgate in the biz. Best tailgate in the biz. Yeah, yeah. Best tailgate in the biz. Um, uh, but I want to I get to this other fucking story here. Sure. About uh, the sexual allegations, because there was, there was one today that was super shocking to me. Ugh. It was against Mariah Carey. Mm. Uh, a former bodyguard is suing her. Yeah. For he said he was sexually harassed by Mariah Carey, Mm-mm. and that um, she would like pop out a tit or flash her flash her bush in front of him, um, ask him to stay in the room. Was wearing like see through negligees and shit like that. One time, and he went to the room. I, here's the thing about this, and like I, whoever this guy is, I don't give a fuck what this sounds like. This guy's is a fucking pussy. Like a pussy piece th- of shit. This is crazy. Who doesn't want to fuck Mariah Carey? I don't care. Mm, do I don't. You? Uh, here's here's my here's my point to this. I don't care. If she's fat, fat Mariah Carey, thin Mariah Carey, whatever. You're some fucking no named dick hole from yeah. w- wherever you're from, and you're a bodyguard. You're not, dude. Just for the the simple fact of telling your buddies that you fucked Mariah Carey. What, are you crazy? There's no one who would who would turn that down just to be like, oh man, I got this crazy story, man. So I fucked Mariah Carey this one night. What? You fucked Mariah Carey? Like as a dude talking to other dudes, that's a story that is legendary till the end of fucking time. You're gonna tell me that this guy, oh my god, I get sexually harassed by Mariah Carey. Fucking give me the job, you know? Give anybody, any other man in America the goddamn job. Like, you're fucking Mariah Carey. That's your job, bro. That's your fucking job. And his salary was unbelievable. He was paying him like she was paying him like 175 grand. So you want to tell me that you you got to travel around, kind of protect Mariah Carey from what shooters or fucking assailants, gay guy fans. Yeah, you got to slap some gay guys around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at, Stay at away her Vegas from Mariah, shows, yeah. girlfriend. And then afterwards, maybe go up and fuck Mariah Carey. Like what? What? You're going right. to sue her for that? Like, All right. fuck off, dude. So the real deal is that it was a dispute about money and what he got paid. Uh, and so allegedly. he turned it into, that was an add-on. So she also would, like, call him, like, Nazi and, like, member of the KKK and, like... Yeah, but I you've seen her cribs. She was pretty fucking funny on that, where it's just like, I think she has a sense of humor I'd, about yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't, I think that is an add-on of like, 
you know, it's like she's joking around, but he can add it to the lawsuit kind of thing. And so it started out at the beginning of the lawsuit. It's about money and what he was supposed to get paid and what she's not paying him. And then at the very bottom, also one time when I went up into her room to move her luggage, she had a see-through robe with nothing on underneath. And when I tried to leave... fucked, bro. Exactly. So that kind of shit is like, do not use sexual harassment to add on to your money lawsuit when there's actually like people getting fucking raped and shit well none, none, of, that, I mean? none like, of that but you're getting paid 175 grand if mariah carey wants to fucking sexually harass you as a dude go for it homeboy like that is crazy to me that is fucking crazy to me um fuck the only time I've, I, I was trying to think today i was like have i heard a fucking crazier story than that one time i have with Christina Aguilera, I, I've heard that I've heard a crazier story one time. Where remember her first husband, the gimpy looking guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, eh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you the, the the fucking story that I heard, by the way, in in fucking L.A. was like I repeat. I heard this from like five or six people. Was that he got fed up with? I, I guess she's bisexual, and she was always hooking up with her backup dancers and shit on tour wherever they were and like he'd walk in some other girl was eating her pussy and like he he finally just had enough and was just like i am out of here i cannot deal with this anymore sure. your fucking job as an ugly because that guy's one of the ugliest dudes on the planet sure. as an ugly gimpy fucking dude like that mm-hmm. for for christina aguilera voice of a generation maybe carry the fucking bag Shut the fuck up and let her get her pussy eaten by somebody else and move on about your goddamn day. Jack off in the corner. Like, get over it, bud. Like, right. doesn't make any fucking sense to me. That, that, like, that's insane. Where, like, where is that guy now? Because now, like, I'm, I'm sure he's sitting on a pile of cash from her. But, right. like, you know, he's not dating anybody hotter than Christina Aguilera. Like, Mm-mm. that's crazy. That's crazy, man. Yeah, even hot dog eating Christina is pretty Cute, yeah, so, yeah. Still, I mean, you still like even nuts. hot dogger nuts. Even Mariah Carey, like I bet, I bet it's fun where you're just sitting around. Like she's throwing champagne, she's all hopped up on pills, and I bet you she offers people pills. You want some pills? Take some pills with me. I don't want to be alone taking these pills. Oh, for let's sure. take some fucking pills together for and let's sure. just watch like weird shit. Like mm-hmm. watch yourself. Yeah, why yeah. not? Why not? Like I, you go through the old fucking. You yeah. know, like the old hits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go through the hits with Mariah. Have a good time. Take a fucking bubble bath. I'm sure mm-hmm. she's got a, a claw foot that's ridiculous. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's probably bedazzled the fuck out of. Uh, like, I, I'm sure it, it's a fucking weird blast that, like, you can get lost in for like six months and be like, oh man, that was a weird period of my life. Like, fucking the Picasso's. Lost years. Yeah. The Picasso's Mariah, blue the period. Days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just spend a, a good six month bender. Uh, with with Mariah, and then figure out your life from there, and you're getting paid handsomely for it. Like this shit, I don't want to fucking hear about. Like, as a man, if you're a fucking man out there, and you're sexually harassed by a woman who's like above a five, fuck off, bro. Like, keep it way buried down deep inside, and realize that you're a fucking man with a set of dick and balls, and you're not gonna fucking call somebody that. Oh my god, a, a, a woman over a six is groping me and showing me her. Pussy in her tits. That's crazy. No, it's not, dude. Take your fucking lumps, two of them preferably, right to the fucking dome, 
and move on with your fucking life. Don't file a suit like that. Are you shitting me? Fuck. I mean, that is that's clown shoes, bro. I mean, that is fucking straight clown shoes. Right. That is line up six, ten buckets in a row, take a ping pong, and fucking wear your clown shoes and try to get it in the six, dude. Try to get the bozo surprise at the six. You know it's going to be a red bike and he's going to fucking and fucking deliver it himself. Clown shoes, bro. Fuck me, man. So when I read that, I was, I was not only upset for Mariah, but I was upset for, for men in general. It was just like, fuck. Can we, can we not just be men? Like, mm-hmm. be thankful that you're getting sexually harassed. Like, right. that's a gift. That is a fucking gift. Santa's not going to put that underneath your tree. Shit, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing right there. Mm-hmm. I remember my, my, my buddy, I think we've, we, we maybe touched on this before. A buddy of mine in eighth grade was fucking this like, tw- this, like ridiculous, ridiculously hot 28-year-old babysitter that he had. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, my God. It's just, it got to be too much. Like, I just had to break up with her. I had to end this. And I was like, What? What? Are you fucking joking me? And it was like, yeah, it was just, you know, it was too crazy. We, we were just having sex all the time, and I just couldn't study and get Gross. things done. I was like, what? Yeah. In eighth grade? Come on, dude. Mm, get your fucking shit bit. together. Mm. No, that is, which will bring me back to the other thing. Uh, the other fucking, well, and I'll put a fucking bee on this bonnet, and we'll be done with this, but uh, any fucking teacher, hot-ass teacher, who has sex with the high school student, and then then they get sued for that? No, no. Like you, that every male above the age of fourteen years old, if they get to fuck a hot ass teacher or uh, by a babysitter. Mm-hmm. They're doing that every time. Like that is totally mutual consent. Mm-hmm. Every every time. Like right. Th- that's crazy. When I see these, like, oh my god, I, you know, I've, I've fucked the teacher and I had to tell on her. I was like, no. You keep that secret to yourself and you enjoy the rest of your high school years because it will never get that good again the rest of your life. Like, come on, dude. There's just a there's a fucking bro code, man. This is this type of shit is fucking everything else up, man. Now, I mean, now you're throwing it away for the rest of people out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, let's say fucking Carrie Underwood had a, you know, let's say she gets divorced from that hockey husband. She gets a little little tipsy on the pills later on in life. Um, whoever's going to be her bodyguard, you're fucking it up for that guy. Mm-hmm. You're fucking it up for that guy. Cause then she's going to be guarded. They'll be like, Oh man, maybe I shouldn't pop a tit out and fucking invite him in. Like, come on, man. You're just, you're ruining the, the fucking male species with that shit. I don't know his name. I don't have it in front of me, but whoever he is, shame, 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 shame. That's the, that's, that's the way I feel about it. Right. Um, but I'm glad I didn't look. I'm I'm glad it, I didn't really go off about it that much. Mm, totally. Uh, when I read that today, boy, it is rare that I bubble up in anger. I was like, "What? You're ruining it for the rest of the male population. Get a grope on, dude. Let let Mariah Carey grab your dick. Fuck, man. Fuck. Um, I want to thank everybody too, by the way, for uh, not another war story. Not a war story. Um, the documentary about uh, the making of Range 15 mm-hmm. uh, is out. Um, iTunes, Amazon, Amazon, and uh, Google Play. It's out everywhere. It, it dropped last night. So, like, we were in between shows. So, I didn't really get to talk about it much. Um, but I, it came out last night. I woke up this morning. Number one movie in the world on iTunes documentaries. 
the number one documentary in the world on iTunes. Not a war story. The making of Range 15. Crazy. Crazy. And uh, super shocked. I got f- fucking a million emails today of like, hey, man, I, I didn't know that you went through all this. Like, I didn't know this is what it took to make a movie. Like, I had no fucking idea. To, to anybody out there who has dreamed of making a movie or thinking about making a movie or has a script or an idea or something rent, rent this movie or buy it. Or, or, you know, again, it's on iTunes or fucking Amazon, um, rent it or buy it. And you can really see what goes on in it to make a movie challenges. Um, anything that might come up, the fucking firing people. Mm -hmm. You're behind on time. How much money everything costs people off. How, yeah. How much you get extorted, (laughs) Um, getting all, kicked off locations, uh, calling the cops, calling like the police. It has everything. It has sure. everything, and it will literally answer every question you have. Like I, I, I rewatched a little bit of it last night, and you know, I look, I had forgotten because the cameras are there, but I'm not a big like. Um, I enjoy making sketches and movies and all that stuff, but I'm not a big like. I don't want cameras in my face all day. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't have a reality show. It's just not not me. Um, but, you know, you, you forget that they're there. And I was just like, fuck, I was watching some scenes last night. And I was like, shit, I forgot. I paid that guy off. I forgot. I told somebody in there, it was like, when that location got shut down, of like, how much do we have to give this guy to just shut the fuck up and leave? Um, how much money is it? I've got cash on me. And it's, that's in the documentary. Um, the other fascinating thing about it, and this is the reason why I say, if, you're, if you've ever thought about making a movie or wanted to make a movie, why you should watch this is... All of the guys in this movie had not never, they'd never made a movie before. So you get to see their shock and surprise of like what goes on during all of this process where you're, you're obviously used to it. You've seen this shit a million times um, on on movie sets, but yeah, well, (laughs) uh, a few times, a few Um, times I have seen it. It was um, pretty normal. Yeah. But that, that shoot was very challenging. Really, and really fucking. There hard. was like one unifying thing, and I think Rocco touched on it a little bit in his like snippet on his um page. But like, um, there was one unifying thing that kind of kept us all going, and it's that like our real, the real makers of the movie were you guys, a lot of you guys that listen, but people that contributed to the Indiegogo. Yeah. Yep. And like, there were days when it was just like, what the fuck are we doing? And you had to like be like, oh shit, like we're we're doing it because our the people that paid for it are gonna be watching it. And that doesn't usually happen. Yeah, because that's I mean, never so that's never been an experience that I've had where like I make a movie and like it's usually like the director wants his vision and it's like all of this, but everyone on that set just wanted to make everyone happy that bought it. And so we had this huge I don't know. It was it, the yeah. weight of that. Yeah. And, and, and different. It the was other, really different. The, the other thing I will say uh, on that is, look, I, I directed Range 15, but I am not one of those people who is like, I'm going to make my vision. Like, I know that everybody paid for this movie through Indiegogo. Right. We all did. Yeah. So it was like. And I, I, I know the type of movie that they wanted. Uh, by by they I'm talking about Ranger Up and um and Article Fifteen, 15 yeah. and um I I knew exactly what what they wanted to do and I executed it to that vision. I invited them into the edit to the like the final stages of edit and said, hey, 
there's anything you're unhappy with, let's change this. And because I want to give the best movie we can to the people who paid for this in Indiegogo and, and the supporters of, of the yeah. film. And um, that so what you see is is what we tried to do. Typically, it does not work like that. Typically, you have some fucking cockbag director who's just like, I'm. Or I'm producer, make my own or executive my producer, yeah. or you have a big group of people that come in and check on you and make sure things are, you know, like going the way that they want. And then there's all these cooks in the kitchen, and like that's another way it can go. But this was like, yeah, it was very different, and and for that reason, you know, look, a, a lot of my films, I've done exactly what I wanted to do, but I, I also wasn't depending upon an audience to pay for the movie. Like, you know, I'm making movies that I think an audience will like, and then it will go out. This was the opposite where it was like, Hey, the audience paid for this movie. I want to give them something that the, the audience wants. Like, mm-hmm. so, and also like miles Teller touched on it a little bit too, of like this community is like, you know, they're, they're skeptical. They want, yeah. you know, like they know what they want. They know what they want to see. Um, and so, and you want to just like give that to them for sure. For but sure. It's hard. Like, um, there wasn't many civilians in the like cast and crew and stuff, but for us, it's like we're just looking to the other people on set to tell us what that is, because we just yeah. want that. We just want to to be authentic. You don't want the wrath. You don't want the scrutiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of this community, because you know. Yeah. So I I think we delivered all the way around, and I think if you watch uh, not a war story, and you see what everybody went through to try to 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 give that experience to everybody I, it'll help like it you'll be like oh my god i had no fucking idea like all the emails i got today were just like holy shit bro i can't believe you did that and a lot of you guys are documentary buffs as am i yeah. so like in that sense it's really good yeah. music's yeah, good like it's a good documentary good doc so. highly <laughs> recommend it and then uh Look, man, in, in oh, 13 days, I have another movie coming out. Um, Drinking Bros Live, the Shaved Eagle tour, and that's fucking equally crazy, but in a different light. Like, Way, yeah. There's 100% comedy where it's just like balls to the wall. Jesus Christ, I can't believe they fucking did that shit. Like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> man, I forgot like that guy at the end who was trying to make out with me. Like, you know. Oh, that's right. Oh boy, there's that. That is a crazy fucking movie. So that that'll be fun on November twenty first, and uh, yeah, super fucking stoked. Uh, you can get that on iTunes as well. Um, speaking of iTunes, uh, I know I I talked about this Jennifer Aniston Reese Witherspoon TV show, um, a while back. Uh, there was a bidding war for it today. Apple bought it. Mm. Um, so Apple is is gonna be a thing yeah they put uh two billion dollars into original programming i don't know what this bidding war was but the reason why i wanted to bring this up today is it was picked up for two seasons two so you're not even seeing what the pilot's like this could be a pile of shit and they don't have a choice but to shoot two full seasons of this thing which is real dangerous because you see the tv shows that are on now and you might be a fan of them, you might not be a fan of them, but whether you are or you aren't, they all go through a pilot season that is heavily judged, and then they come out. Simply for the fact of, if it sucks, the pilot, they do not want to pay for you know, 22 of these goddamn things, uh, and then you're stuck with, with a show that's nobody's watching, and you can't sell it to advertisers. If this show sucks, out of the gate for Apple, 
this is going to bury their original content. Um, and I'll tell you why. With Netflix, they came out of the box with Orange is the New Black. I believe that was their first uh, foray into scripted TV. Mm-hmm. And it crushed. Um, then they just everything else they've done is crushed. followed up with hit after hit after hit bloodline uh, fuck stranger things mm-hmm. um, we're, we're at the we're, they did like a recent development they're taking on like last seasons of stuff and like yeah right, and Fuller House and, and like Fuller I mean, House literally and everything Gilmore Girls and yeah all that shit they do. and now they're massive but you cannot fumble and fuck it up at the beginning or it kills a network and if you go back and look at all of the networks you know, in the history of television, which is, uh, I know what you're saying. It was like, hey, Ross, that's an app. It's not television. That's television now. Television is going to be all apps, smart apps in a, in a, in a few minutes here. <laughs> um, I feel like it's, we're so close to that now where it's like, wait, you don't have a smart TV with an Apple TV mm-hmm. or Roku or whatever. Um, if you fumble and fuck this up on your first initial get, it is hard to find an audience after that. Uh, FXX is a great example now where it's like they have not had a real hit off that network therefore nobody's really watching that network um, all of these networks it takes one to break out so you have like Comedy Central um, or FX itself FX really broke when It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia came out it was one of their first shows and that helped break the network mm-hmm. um, M- MTV when they started doing original programming it was, you know, right around the, the real world years was the first time they experimented with something like that. Real world blew up, and then you had all the other shit, and then it folded into Jackass, and you were like, oh, fuck. And then, you know, the Fantasy Factory and all that other bullshit, the ridiculous, wild and out, everything else. And uh, you need one, but it's got to be soon, or everybody doesn't take you seriously. So this is going to be real fucking interesting to see what's going to happen with this show. Reese Witherspoon, though, she doesn't usually miss. No, and and she takes everything extremely seriously. Yeah, she's a fucking boss ass bitch. And I, I think with two seasons on her shoulders, she'll she'll step up and make sure that this is all right. I think, but if it fails, you'll know because I I can promise you, the bidding war for this was probably so extreme between them and Netflix and Amazon that like. I would wager to say they're probably getting two million an episode. Yeah. Each. Yeah. Well, look, yeah, the highest paid actors are like a million a piece right now. So, like, I, I think this is a guess. I think they're doubling down and going two million a pop on these two, and uh, and really going for the the home run on this. Uh, and then last but not least, Stranger Things, finishing up Stranger Things now, and yep. I. I I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this season was better than the first. Yep. And I loved mm-hmm. loved the first season of Stranger Things. It was mm-hmm. fucking incredible. And I thought to myself, hey, this this turnaround time of you guys flipping this and shooting this and putting this out is too fast. Like you cannot write that fast and make it great. They did, and it was fucking incredible. It's incredible, and I think it was good that they got them right back into when they're still <clears throat> kids when yeah. they're still kids and when they're still there's an element too of like i think at that time when they shot is that before all of the crazy shit happened with them no they were going through it they were going through it yeah, but, but i think but, but, there's but, an element of like i didn't want to see these like 
kids that are like super famous now and assholes and starting you know. to play these roles like i wanted to see them still and they were in it yeah they were and in you know the nine there was only nine episodes but so at, le- at least they could gun them out and they could do their other shit like that's not a very long season but sean astin that's all I'm gonna oh, they were say. great and, like sean astin was great like he was in he range was 15 really good he uh was fucking really good in this show and yeah uh, I don't, I'm not, that's all. We're not going to give a spoiler that's alert all. in case you haven't seen it, but, um, he's Sean just really great. good. He's yes. just really good. Great. And it was good to see him, especially in like that world. Bob. Because if you, if you look at his career and his life and all that shit, like the, those kids to me remind me of the Goonies mm-hmm. and absolutely it's almost coming full circle mm-hmm. yes. for Sean Astin and it was great well even putting Winona Ryder in it in the be- in the first season yeah. I go oh my yeah. gosh that's so perfect like her and where she is like in her life her career where she came from like it was so perfect and so Sean Astin and then Modine too right so it was just is that his name yeah, yeah, the Matthew guy that's Modine, Papa yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So he was perfect too, like perfectly in that era. Paul Reiser was. They brought him. They dug him. Back I mean, up. Uh, um, I wasn't a huge fan of that. I wasn't either. Back. It could have been anybody. I, it should have been Ray Weiss. Ray, Ray Weiss would be perfect. Yes, for that great. exact thing. Goonies, his era, everything. He was great. So I, I was I was looking it up online today and uh, just to see fuck uh, like how they got it so right and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they said they went through a lot of rewrites and that like, you know, they take it so seriously that they were, you know, afraid to fuck it up and everything. And they were like, they, and they said the Duffer brothers were like, we, only, we almost fucked it up last season. They said that, that that originally Eleven was supposed to die in the season finale of, of one. Oh, my gosh. No. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine yeah. what our lives would be like? No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those Duffer brothers. I know. I know. And Sean Astin on his huh. Instagram. He fucking loves them. He was like, dude, they're who doesn't? I know. I, look, These are it's like, who are you? I know. Why are I'm you sure so amazing? Writing their own ticket right now mm-hmm. as we speak and printing their own money. Oh yeah, obviously somewhere. But uh, man, uh, yeah, because you can. That's a bold move of of you know if they would have killed off eleven. I don't know. I don't think this this season would have worked at all. She's great, and as sassy as she is, like you know, in these interviews now, like she's really. You can tell if if there is still theaters in ten years, she's gonna win thirty Oscars. Like she just reminds me. You've seen her fucking interviews where you're just like, "Hey man, Mm. you're twelve and you're talking like you're thirty five years old." Like I don't love that, but that's cool. I don't either, Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm saying. Like I don't love a a precocious kid. Me neither. Just just mm. like she's already fighting for like women's rights, and you're like, dude, you're twelve. You're 12 years old. Mm, mm. But yeah, if there's, it, she reminds me of a young Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So I, I think if she sticks around and there, look, again, if they're still making dramas and there's movies in theaters in 10 years, uh, she could win numerous Oscars uh, if given the chance. And, you know, I'm sure she'll win this year. Uh, and that kid uh, that who was Ooh, non-existent last came season came out of nowhere. Yeah, because he wasn't in it last year. He was fucking dead know, the whole it's year. Funny. Uh, he, and even at the end, I was be. like, "Who is this kid?" Do you I, know what I mean? You're like, "Oh, they got and the." And he was amazing one. this and year. And then he's like, "Oh, yeah, <clears throat> crazy, crazy." But it's uh, big fan, big fan of uh, of Stranger Things, and I, I know there's a lot of hype on it out there. 
Like when you're reading it, everybody's talking about it, and fucking everybody's a Halloween. But look, dude, the hype is real. The show's fucking great. Um, huge fan of it. Uh, this will bring us to the revolutionary figure of the day, shall we? We shall. Um, I, this one's this childish, simple, small, dumb. Um, I wanted to pop back home for the Falcons game this weekend to Atlanta. I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, Are you not? No. It's just uh, it's too hard of a turnaround real quick, and I got to finish this fucking book. Um, yeah, I got to finish the sequel. I got to finish the sequel of A Night Should Cry. It's just a day. It's due in a, it's due in a few weeks. Um, this one is going out to my favorite players, since I'm not going to be able to, to be there uh, for the Falcons-Cowboys game this weekend, which is one of our biggest games. Um, it's going out to my, my favorite player, who wears the number 11 for the Falcons. <laughs> I'm talking about Julio Jones. He's also on my oh, fantasy team. Oh, yes. You do love. You do love a little Julio. Love Julio. He's on my fantasy team. Uh, he's been okay this year, uh, but he's, he's, he's one of my favorite players, and he's my favorite 11 on the Falcons for Stranger Things. So there we go. No, I got it. Yeah. That rug's really I tying the whole room together, James. I got it from when you first said it. I got it. Yeah. Um, and, and last but not least, if you're, if you're a man out there, uh, and Mariah Carey invites you in to bang her. Um, do it. Just fucking, just do it. Don't be a fucking pussy about it. Uh, for Jesse Wiseman, a.k.a. the Jables, I am Ross Patterson. This is The Revolution. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>